Gem Girls, the 80s cartoon podcast where we are watching, discussing, and ripping into your favorite retro cartoons, or maybe your not-so-favorite retro cartoons, but uh, we talk about it anyway. (laughs) And we usually have a special focus on the best worst among them all, Gem the Holograms, Um, but today will be a little bit different. I'm Hakuna Matitis. And I am Orifice Jones. And as Jocelyn just mentioned... We are going to be doing something a little bit different, faithful listener, because there's definitely just one of you. <laughs> uh, this episode, we're taking a pause on overanalyzing gem zany, you know, at times problematic antics, uh, to dive into another nonsensical slice of the animation multiverse. Hold on to your hats, folks, because we're leaving the gemosphere and heading into the interstellar, prehistoric, but also futuristic <laughs> uh, world of dino saucers. Yeah, it's super confusing. I don't understand, <laughs> but you did hear us right. It is dino saucers, um, not dinosaurs. Those weak lizard bitches who are like oil and chicken or some shit these days. Or Yeah, fine. Yeah. Gas, oil. Gas, oil. Uh, Who knows? Exhibits in museums. Exhibits. Really, really weak bitch shit, you know? Yeah, they weren't strong enough to survive. What a bunch <laughs> of pussies. Um, pussies. Pussy ass dinosaurs. <laughs> but we're not talking about dinosaurs, of course. We're talking about dino saucers. What the fuck is a dino saucer, Michael? <laughs> uh, yes, 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 of course. It was on my mind. It's on your mind. It's on all our minds. What is a dino saucer? Well, Dino Saucers is a 65-episode cartoon co-produced in the U.S. and Canada. TBH, I don't think Canada really needed the shout-out on that one, but whatever, <laughs> we did it. Uh, and it originally aired in 1987. The show was made by Deke Animation, uh, best known for the North American dub of Sailor Moon, and distributed in the U.S. by Coca-Cola Telecommunications, which used to be a thing, so that's, like, kind of fun. I think I thought that was kind of fun. Coca-Cola had telecoms. I'm surprised that they still, they don't still have a telecoms. So apparently what happened was it was when Coca-Cola owned Columbia Pictures. Okay. Uh, which has since gone, and I think like this whole telecoms thing didn't like last very long, didn't work out very well. And then Columbia ended up getting sold off to like Sony or something it is now today. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a tale of corporate acquisitions, which is always fun and depressing. Yeah. It's like... How the Sky Dome became the Rogers Center and will probably become some other corporate, corporately owned building that we have to... Yeah, like the Starbucks Bowl or something. (laughs) (laughs) The Venti Bowl or something. There you go, there you go. Um, Anyways, uh, Dino Saucers, though, uh, was created by a guy named Michael E. Uslin. Uslin, I don't really know. (laughs) Um, And he is best known for actually teaching the very first academic course on comic book studies, which is like hashtag dream job, Uh, but perhaps is also better known as the producer of the Batman films. And I mean like every Batman film from Michael Keaton to Christian Bale to Kevin Conroy. The guy is like, he has a hand of that Batman pie. That is super impressive. What made him do this show? (laughs) That makes no sense. (laughs) Wow, that was that was cutting. Um, I mean, come on. 
I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, like, Batman versus Dino Sausage is kind of a stretch. But, um, basically, as Uslin, or Uslin, whatever his name is, as he outlines in his memoir, Dino Saucers is, like, a combination of dinosaurs and outer space. Um, and he wanted to make a cartoon... Uh, knowing that, like his son, every little boy liked dinosaurs in outer space, and so then one day he had the idea to fuse the two. Uh, and as he puts it in his book, Like many of my best ideas, it came to me while I was shaving one morning. Dinosaurs. Outer space. Dinosaurs. Outer space. Dino saucers, all caps, exclamation <laughs> mark. Um, which I kind of love that passage because like like all of your best ideas, like relax a little bit, dude. This show is kind of a mess. Uh, fortunately, though, he does describe the entire premise of the program as a harebrained idea, which is putting it lightly. Um, do you think uh, that was a pun on the fact that he came up with it while shaving? It was brushing his teeth. Oh, never mind. I guess I was So no, it was not, Jocelyn. <laughs> nice try though nice try i love the effort a for effort maybe he has hairy teeth i heard brushing i thought hair um (laughs) maybe he does have hairy teeth i'll give you that one uh but a fun fact as the uh memoir continues that dinosaurs money along with like some other tv project he was working on was basically what he used to get production rolling on the batman movie the very first one so without Dinosaucers, there would be no Batman film franchise. So there you go. Wow, that's um, impressive that he managed to make any money from the show, to be quite honest. Uh, yeah. No, dude, he got like a six-figure check for doing 65 episodes of this bullshit. To which I'm like, wow, 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 wow. Making a cartoon, maybe dream job. Yeah, um, I don't know why we're not already doing this, because if there's anything I've learned from doing this podcast is that it really does not require much of an idea to start a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. You need a thin idea, even, you know, thinner characters, very two-dimensional. You just have them doing a lot of things. Yeah, like a lot of explosions, you have a good guy, you have a bad guy. You throw some eyeballs in the mix, you go! <laughs> And, like, make them have a weird combination of characteristics. Like, they're dinosaurs who are also, I don't know, into wearing dresses from the South. Right, right. Uh, but they're also, <laughs> like, fortune tellers. There you go. Oh, honestly, that's pretty good. Right? Um, but anyway, um, all of that introduction, while fascinating, really tells me nothing about the actual plot Um, So I guess I'll just have to answer for all of our faithful listeners or our singular faithful listener, because neither you or the first episode really tells you what the fuck is happening in this show. Yeah, there's like no preamble to get right to it. It makes no sense. So please go on. So to dumb it down, if that's even possible with the show, Dinosaucers is about a dueling group of dinosaur-like beings from a counter-Earth, or a planet always on the other side of the sun from ours, called Reptilon, where dinosaurs never went extinct and then evolved into a highly advanced space-traveling species. Um, so you got your good guys, of course, the dinosaucers, who came to Earth looking for new energy sources or some shit. Um, I don't know, whatever. And you got your bad guys, the Tyrannos, who want to conquer Earth. And all their names are essentially dinosaur puns or some shit like that, as you can imagine. And watching the show made me realize how few dinosaurs I actually am familiar with. 
Dude, I know. I was like, uh, Triceratops, dude. Uh, yeah. Long neck thing. Um, oh, yeah. And I forgot to mention um, this foursome of tweens called the Secret Scouts who help the dinosaurs. Um, and they're human teens, human tweens. Apparently, they were given these magic rings when the dinosaurs first arrived or something. I don't know. The opening theme song spells it out, and it's pretty fucking ridiculous. Yeah, actually, if you watch the opening theme song, it really makes the show make more sense. But when we were, at least I was, like, illegally streaming this shit, they did not have the opening theme song. We used to be four ordinary teenagers. Until one day, we met some new friends from out of town. They were called Dinosaucers. My friends and I became the secret scouts. Allies to these dinosaurs. So let's just dive into the episode, which is essentially uh, what we're here for. And um, I have to say, Jocelyn, I think this should be like our holiday ex- episode because like we're going to be celebrating a very merry thickness throughout this entire thing because... <laughs> Everyone has got thighs on thighs on thighs in this episode. Yeah, everyone is super thick. And, like, they're all wearing, like, these tiny, like, romp hymns, like, rompers. Yeah, yeah, that is actually, yeah, it's rompers and, like, I don't know, all, but also, like, Greco-Roman armor. It's, like, a fusion between the two. <laughs> Which is, like, maybe the gayest thing in the world. Yeah, it's, like, kind of like those onesies that Beyonce wears when performing, you know, like a leotard. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. They were like a like a nice V at the crotch area. <laughs> Except for this one dinosaur, um, Genghis. Dinosaur? No, no, no. It's um, it's not the dinosaur. It's the Tyranno, Genghis right, right, Rex, right, right, right. who's wearing, right. who has the thickest thighs, at least proportionally. <laughs> but like, and he knows it. That's why he's showing them off. Yeah, and he's wearing cut off denim short shorts. Which I'm yeah, with like little jagged, like it's like jagged cuts too. <laughs> it was honestly maybe the highlight of the episode for me. A hundred percent. Watching him do anything is amazing. Uh, Gaze Rex, queer icon, Thickosaurus Rex. Thickosaurus. Steal your term. Yes. Yeah. Thickosaurus. Um, so yeah. I mean, we've gotten a little... But, yeah, before, yeah, before we get into um, the, the intro of Dem Thighs, uh, <laughs> the show opens up. On, like, a valley with, like, a bunch of dinosaurs, and it's, like, or maybe there aren't dinosaurs yet. I don't know. We're on a valley. It's a valley. <laughs> and, um, like, this giant fucking mechanical T-Rex comes through, and it's landing, uh, and we go inside the ship, and you got this, like, horned motherfucking t- motherfucker talking all evil in the ship. But, like, evil, but also, like, he's very out of breath. It's like, we can make enough ships here to conquer the planet, ah Right. Uh, it was a lot. It was a lot to handle. Whatever his name was, I honestly don't know what kind of dinosaur that was. I mean, <laughs> I think that was a Triceratops. No, dude, so I thought it was too, but it's not a Triceratops. He only has one horn and has like a bunch of dreads or something. Um, I think those are like spikes. Like, he has like a spiky head. Okay, right, 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 right. Um... Yeah, he was definitely, like, Triceratops adjacent, but I don't think he was one. Oh, his um, name is Storaco. He's a Storacosaurus. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, whatever that is. I'll forget that immediately. Whatever that is. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we got this Storacosaurus guy talking all exasperated-like. 
Um, and cue Red T-Rex Man um, wanting to, like, kill all the dinosaurs. And there's something happened. I don't know. They make some sort of line of, like, there's, like, ore around here. Uh, and we have to, like, get some sort of energy or whatever. And this is when we actually see inside the ship and we see them thighs. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also see some other dinosaurs in the mix. Uh, there's, like, a duck one. And there's, like, a long-necked Italian mobster one. Oh, is he the which... one with the mohawk? Does he have a mohawk? He has, like, I don't fucking know. a little, like, yellow tuft on top of his head. And he's wearing a yellow onesie with, like, yellow footless socks. All honestly, dude, I, I didn't pay attention that much to his look. He was the long neck evil dude with, like, the Italian accent. Yeah. I mean, if there's going to be an evil character, they have to make it ethnic in some way. Right, right. An Italian is, like, the most evil of all ethnicities. <laughs> the most evil of all ethnicities, obviously. The most scheming, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um... Anyway, I think that character's named Brachio. Yeah, Brachio, Brachio, Yeah, there we go. Cool, cool, cool. We know our dinos, bro. I literally have a page up on Google right now. To nice, 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 nice. Um, and so, yeah, this is when we get the first extended shot of Mr. Genghis Rex, aka Thickosaurus Rex, aka Dem Thighs. Um, and uh, the red T-Rex guy, and like we say, he has like, yeah, it's like Roman style battle armor, which which I just saw was like very leather Trojan daddy, um, which cuts into a speedo shape at the bottom rather than like a skirt thing. Mm-hmm. And that's where those like blue cutoffs come in and they're cut so high, dude. And just like, yeah, those quads, they're everything. Yeah. And to make it even more queer, he's wearing like two ankle bracelets. Right, the ankle bracelets. And he also, his tail is very thick, too. It's kind of erotic, <laughs> to be honest. Like It's, no, I get it. He has a well-endowed tail. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, this dinosaur definitely skips arm day because, like, those legs <laughs> are humongous. Yeah, but, like, you know, play to your strengths. He's a fucking T-Rex dude. They, they don't have big arms. You have to, like, just work the legs. That's true. That's true. I also like how they call him Genghis Rex because he likes to conquer shit, like Genghis Khan. Right, That's right. very smart. Right, right, very, right. very smart. I, I personally read it as, like, Genghis Khan. All right. Well, you think he's the gayest just- one? Dude, him and Aloe were definitely fucking back in the day. We'll get to that. Like, I have some theories. I have some theories. Okay. <laughs> um, so we go, now we cut to, like, to the Dino Saucers base. Um, and there's, like, some nerd kid. Uh, I think, I'm pretty sure his name is Paul. Mm-hmm. And he's spying on the Tyrannos all by your style. Um, and he has some sort of, like, ring communicator. I really don't know what he's doing. He's a child spying on some evil dinosaurs. Yeah, and he whatever. has, like, a command center with... Like, this cool, high-tech gadget gizmo thing. Um, yeah, it's like, sure, dude, whatever, whoever you are. And, um, yeah, I love his line here, because he's like, old Genghis Rex is doing his thing, which means being bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you really, uh, you really clocked him, kid. You got his number. Yeah, you really got him. Um, and then, basically, Paul notifies the dino saucers at their base, which is called the Labradome, I think. 
Oh, I didn't catch that. I don't know. And he basically rings them up and is like, yo, we got some Toronto trouble. Um, Genghis Rex is down in South America, fucking shit up. And uh, this is when we we meet the leader of the dinosaurs, Aloe, who, in my opinion, Jocelyn, sounds like a fucking sociopath. <laughs> he is definitely a serial killer because he, he talks like, hey, hello, I'm just trying to do the right thing. That's so you want me? true. Dun, 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 dun. And it's like really unnerving. Aloe here, Paul. What's going on? We got Toronto trouble. Rex's boys are down in South America and up to no good. Keep an eye on him, and call any of the other secret scouts who are available. We'll meet you at your headquarters. You got it. The Metro, Bruno Thunder, prepare the Dinocraft for launch. I, I don't know. Aloe, he has some dark secrets. He got, he's got some skeletons in those closets. Well, he just sounds like a generic male voiceover voice from the 80s that would like maybe be on anti-drug infomercials or... Uh, PSAs or whatever. Right, right. Classic, like, morally righteous good guy, like, voice. But, like, secretly, like, I don't know, sucking cock Seriously? in a Yeah, sucking airport. cock, slaying people alive. <laughs> uh, he's beyond just being, you know, like a, like a horny motherfucker. He's, he's killing people. Yeah, he's, like, hooking up, meeting with, he, he's meeting up with people on Craigslist and then sleeping with them, and cutting their heads off and, like, shoving them into alleys. Right. Or, or, like, even what he would do is, like, he would just steal, like, one toe and then, like, leave them in, like, the bathtub with a bunch of ice in it and then, like, ghost. He's, like, that kind of fucked up, I think. Mm. He would he wanted, he wanted to live with the trauma. Right. Interesting. <laughs> I've never thought about that at all. Whatever. Yeah, I'm not projecting. very specific and it sounds like something yes, it you does. would do. Yes, it does. Uh, anyways, moving on. <laughs> the Tyrannos are in South America causing some trouble. So that's when they all get into their dino crafts and they all like uh, spew on out of there. Yeah, they uh, all spew. Um, they all spew. There's another child there, though. Some blonde-haired right. lady. Lass. Right. So honestly, I refer to her as that blonde bitch the entire episode <laughs> because like they do not introduce her. She just appears and it's just like... Why is there an 11-year-old blonde girl chilling with a bunch of dinosaurs? Well, okay, her name is Sarah. They do introduce her, but not until much later. Like, the show is so bad about introducing the characters, unlike Gem and the Holograms, who basically gave you all of their names right away. This one, like, really makes you work for it. It's true. Yeah, you gotta, like, like, really be paying attention. Um... (laughs) Which, I don't know, it's it's a lot. Um, but we also, we cut back to the valley, and that's where um, the Tyrannos are, like, walking about and shit. And there's, like, very dumb evil guy music playing, to which I didn't really know throughout the episode what they were going for with the Tyrannos. It's like, are you bumbling evil idiots, or are you dastardly villains, you know? Do you have some sort of, like, like smart schemes, or do you just fumble up every opportunity? I would say more the latter by the end of the episode, but it, it was a, it, I don't know. I don't think they really executed either if they're trying to do one or the other. Yeah. I mean, I think the music was meant to like be an introduction to the duck build one, duck face or quack, quackazor or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> okay. Duck face. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> and, um, because he's like a bumbling idiot for sure. And he was a huge idiot during the scene and just generally very annoying throughout the entire episode. 
That is true. That is true. I and mean, also in like in this exchange, because yeah, we have like all the Tyrannos and you got the yet annoying guy, and we get a lot of like dinosaur puns. And at one point, they call him like "you idiot tops." Like, yeah, that okay. was so good. There was another one, Wimpazor. Yeah, 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 Quack yeah. Pot. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think that's his actual name. Oh, it might be. That's that's actually not bad. I like that. Um, at one point, the Triceratops looking one, not the Triceratops, the Styro Styrofoam, whatever. Um, he's wearing, like, this strappy outfit with, like, little tiny horns on it that look like studs. It kind of reminded me of a BDSM kind of strap getup. Oh, super, 100%, 100%. A lot of their energy is like that. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Very, very strappy, very tie-you-up kind of thing. At one point, someone does get tied up. Yeah, someone does. They are playing with ropes, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true, very true. Mm -hmm. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so they're walking through the fucking valley and they're all talking about some shit and they um, <laughs> they eventually come across like they're or they're walking through a cave and they eventually come across another va- like a new valley that has actual dinosaurs like the old kind and I just love how they're all so fucking shocked to find like live dinosaurs when they're like dinosaurs. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you are a dinosaur. Like, are you really that shocked to see, like, I guess, prehistoric dinosaurs? Yeah, but, um, okay, imagine if we, like, stumbled onto another planet or, like, a different quarter of our planet and saw, like, early hominids or, like, you know, um, like, early Homo erectus and whatever. Wouldn't that right, be crazy? Right, right, right. Like, that would, that's true. That's shit? true. Like, yes, yeah, some the Um, That would be very, very crazy, I suppose. That's even, like, less far back in time than, like, dinosaurs. So, fair. All right, I'll give the Stranos their shock is justified. Yeah. And they're basically like, ah, oh, these fucking idiots. We can turn them into our slaves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To, like, mine or, like, gather ore or something. To which I was like, what the fuck is ore? Like, what do you need this ore for? Well, I think that's the new... Well, we, okay. So when he was landing the dinosaur-shaped spacecraft, which, like, not very aerodynamic, guys, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a T-Rex. <laughs> but anyway, um, they're, they're trying to land or trying to maneuver it, but the engines gave out um, because there's some, like, energy or ore fucking with it. And at that point, Genghis Rex was like, we could use, maybe use this as a weapon against the dino saucers. Right, 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 right. So they need, yeah, they need some energy. Which, like, I mean, I know we talked about this previously and someone made the comparison of Transformers versus this show, but, like, this show is even more of a ripoff than Transformers than I thought because not only do we have, like, the clear distinction between good guys and bad guys, Autobots, Decepticons, uh, dino saucers, Tyrannos, we also have the basic premise of the entire show in Transformers, like, everyone's after, like, these Energon crystals or whatever as, like, an energy source. Is that what's happening here? Yeah, there was very little effort put into the plot of this. It's, like, almost kind of obvious how the creator of this was just trying to make money for something else. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And I I, I respect it more for that reason. Like, get yours, Michael Uslin, or however you pronounce it. Yeah, good for him. He, he did good for him. He did well. Um, he did he did he made like some of my favorite batman movies um and now your new favorite show (laughs) and (laughs) all right that's a stretch but whatever 
So they decide on this evil plan and they're going to enslave all these dinos. And I love how they evil laugh for like 90 seconds. And and then the duck guy ends it with, ha ha ha, this guy's a nut. <laughs> I just like love that as a throwaway line. I'm like, what the fuck is this crazy motherfucker? And also, um, yeah, they laugh for an uncomfortably long time. And after that, they'll be the front line in our war against the humans and the dinosaurs. <laughs> what was that? Um, yeah. And and um and like um Genghis Rex ends it with like a ha 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 ha, like no one will be able to stop me. Not even you, Aloe. Right. And but not before I... not before go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. um the duckbill guy calls him Bossosaurus. So right, right, right. I missed that one, Bossosaurus. Um, but do continue about Aloe. So yeah, so he calls out Aloe. Not even you, Aloe, can stop me. So what I'm suggesting slash creating as official canon is Aloe Genghis Rex, hundred percent X's. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just saying, like they definitely have. Some, there's some sexual tension there. There's some emotional tension. Aloe definitely hurt Genghis. Yes. That's what I, like, that's all I can understand from it. And what it's turned into, like, uh, Genghis is now getting with Brachio, because he also has super thick thighs. Mm-hmm. And Aloe is getting with uh, Bronto Thunder, who, like, again, they're type, they, they have type, they all, they all like their thick thighs. He's getting with Bronto Thunder. Bronto um, Thunder. Mm. The dumb, uh, brontosaurus basically yeah he's uh, super thick he's super yeah. thick like he gives Genghis rex a run for his money <laughs> uh so yeah that's like that's how i that's how I, that's how i read the episode like aloe whatever whoever the current sexual partners are maybe that's speculation but aloe and Genghis hundo p used to fuck yeah like maybe aloe broke up with Genghis and it was like Genghis's first love and then he never recovered from it and now just wants to destroy the entire organization is that it yes and like and Aloe 100% led him on was always like oh yeah we're gonna let's go on a trip and like (laughs) you know I'm not ready for something now but like something soon and then he fucked over fucking Genghis Rex that's all I'm saying Uh 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 yeah interesting theory I stand by it I could see it I could see it I could see it like something had to inspire Genghis Rex to wear those shorts and it was definitely a bad breakup <laughs> like he just worked on his legs aggressively to catch all the and hotties. then he was yeah then like you know he wanted to like boost his self-esteem so like show him off if you got him kind of thing <laughs> um but yeah anyway um so Paul the boy is doing his tech thing and he's like I've pinpointed the Toronto's in the in the valley um and they see real dinosaurs and aloe's like we can't allow the tyrannos to enslave them because well, can i actually can i can i mention though how they get to like the fucking valley with the dinosaurs because they all blast off in their respective like jets yeah but these two small children this little black boy and this like little blonde girl like they, like, they start rate like one they get into motorcycles and not only are there motorcycles, they're like jet motorcycles <laughs> that fly off into the air. It's like, you are both 12 years old. Right. Yeah. How come their parents are letting them, like, fly around with a bunch of dinosaurs? I think we got, like, a couple orphans over here. 
Yeah, definitely orphans. I feel like orphans yeah. are the most exploited class in all of these cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, every kid wants to be one, but not really. You know, they like <laughs> the idea of the freedom, but, like, they don't like the idea of losing their parents. It's pretty fucked up, actually. Right, yeah, that's so true. Um, or maybe, like, they want to lose their parents, but they don't understand what that really means. Right, and that's like I think what what these shows embody. It's like children without any rules and like badass best friends who are also dinosaurs. Yeah, um, but it's weird. Yeah, so I definitely expected those motorcycles to you know drive on the ground. I don't see why they needed to have two giant wheels if they were gonna fly. Well, you know, it's an all-terrain vehicle. They can fly in the in the sky and also race on the streets. True, it's actually pretty dope. Yeah, it is pretty dope. Um, and while they're, like, making their way over, we learn that, like, the Tyrannos can make these, like, slave bracelets, slavelets, um, <laughs> to force on the dinosaurs to do their bidding. And I like how he, like, explicitly points out, like, it would work on you, or me, or a dino saucer. It's like, oh, okay, got it. It'll work on anybody. It'll a, work on a dinosaur. Which is yeah, what God. you all are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, let's not just distinguish it too much. We're all fucking dinosaurs, buddy. Right. Um, so the dinosaurs also establish that they won't be able to fly over the mountains either. And they park their ship before the mountains. Um, and Bronto Thunder, who's kind of a bumbling idiot who doesn't really seem to, like, to walk or move very much. Right. I don't think he can because, again, those thighs. Yeah, he has a lot of heft to him. Um, and Sarah, the blonde girl, is like, we'll show you how to do this and basically, like, swings on a vine. Um, Dude, she doesn't just swing on a vine. That bitch is a fucking <laughs> Olympic athlete. Are you kidding me? She, like, bounces between trees, does several backflips, and then, like, swings on some vines. It's like, where do they find you? Uh, I think she's, like, a Russian sleeper agent. Yeah, that, that would make the most sense. Um, unlike Sarah, Bronto Thunder is, again, bumbling and gets tangled in all of the ropes, which is what we were referring to, that sexy BDSM moment. Oh, no, we'll get another one. I was referring to another one. Oh, were you? <laughs> yeah, 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 a lot of rope play in this app, it's true. <laughs> um, so basically, they find a tar pit, and they're like, this is probably one of the things that attracted the Tyrannos here. Um, Which, what is, how does that make any sense? I heard them say that line, it's like, what, a tar pit? I don't get it. Like, <laughs> dinosaurs like tar? Right. <laughs> I thought it would be the opposite. I thought you guys were like anti-tar. Right? I have no idea. First of all, I don't even really know what tar is and what tar does. All I know <laughs> is like, I, I as a child, I saw some like coloring, not coloring, but like picture book on dinosaurs and like there was a very graphic image of dinosaurs sinking into tar. So I thought they would be like, you know, just not very pro-tar, anti-tar. Anti-tar. Or like dinosaurs, like their bones, like not, like much like oil turned into tar? I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe if they want to tar and feather people, that would be a great use of tar. Right. And like dinosaurs are no, known for their uh, racial injustices. <laughs> their torture tactics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, Sarah dips her finger into it and she's like, this tar fits their lifestyle. Yucky. 
Yeah, it's like, Sarah, who invited you? <laughs> yeah, please. Stop. We don't need another <laughs> Ashley. We've had enough blonde orphans. Oh, dude, I know. she's She has so much Ashley energy, it's actually frightening. But at least she's good at stuff. Like, she's that good is at true. being an yeah, acrobat. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Which, like, honestly, I'm not good at being an acrobat, so I gotta <laughs> give it to her. I'm just okay at being an acrobat. Yeah, you're just okay. You're pretty good. Yeah, I'm alright. Um, so anyway, they cross some field, um, and Aloe's like- Which is like a, yeah, which is like a weird extended scene where they, like, basically walk under some grass or something. I straight up did not know what was happening. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how did they just pull up the grass as if it were a rug and walk under yeah, it? Yeah, and they had some, like, throwaway line, like, they're all airplanes! And I'm like, what does that mean, dude? What's <laughs> happening right now? Right? And why is that more convenient than just walking over it? Yeah, and, like, why is this happening in the episode? Why am I watching this? <laughs> yeah, it it was confusing, but I kind and of so just glossed also... over that in my notes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, alright, sure, 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 sure. But there was a moment where I had the realization... And I know this is, like, difficult to talk about because it can be embarrassing for some people, particularly the people involved, but I think it's important to address <laughs> Bronto Thunder is definitely developmentally challenged. Um, yeah. I, he's, you know, deaths on the specs, uh, not, you know, not on the same level as everybody else. So I thought it was, like, not okay if they made fun of a bunch because, you know, he has special needs. Yeah, he does have special needs and he doesn't, his needs are not met. They're not mad, except by Aloe when he wants them. Yeah. And at that point, it's really Aloe's needs are getting met. Bronto Thunder, I don't think he really mentally knows what's going on. Yeah, he can't he's consent. Also pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Poor, poor guy. Whew. I know. That's some precious shit right like, there. Like, Aloe likes to strut around like he's this great guy. But really, he abuses, he uses and abuses, you know? Yeah, he's a user and abuser. Yeah, he finds, like, these young, just-out-of-the-closet gay men and ruins their lives. Dinosaurs. Gay, <laughs> gay <laughs> dinosaurs and ruins their lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a predator. He's a predator. Um, for sure. Um, so, the dinosaurs eventually make their way into, like, the actual valley thing. Um... <laughs> Where the other, the prehistoric dinosaurs and where the Tyrannos are and all that kind of shit. And I like how, like, when they first get in, some, like, real roided up Sizosaurus? <laughs> I think they call, they call it, it's like the biggest dinosaur that ever lived. I don't think it was called the Sizosaurus, but let's keep it that way because I like it. Yeah, I don't know. That, like, that blonde girl definitely said Sizosaurus. I was just quoting her. And he, like, comes in. He's, like, all, you know, roid raging and, like, coming for him. And they're all like, how are we going to stop this rampaging beast? And Al was like, with friendship, of course. And it's like, dude, it's a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Even he admits as he's talking to it, you're probably not smart enough to understand me. It's like, yeah, dude, it's a raging dinosaur. Friendship, I don't think is going to get you out of this one. Right. I just kind of love the class dynamics that emerge between the different kinds of dinosaurs because like... Aloe and the other dinosaurs are so condescending towards the native dinosaur population. That is true. They they talk down to them as inferiors. Yeah, like, oh, you poor creature. Like, you hair-brained lad. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You can't even understand me. My words are so evolved. Right. Um, anyway, 
At some point, the Tyrannos shoot a collar onto this dinosaur to make him a slave. And um, they basically wanted to start working on a tar pit. Um, these collars are called collars of control, not a slave lit, like Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that, but I like slave lit. It just sounds so much cuter. <laughs> but like collars of control is pretty cool too. I'm not saying otherwise. Like different branding, different images, but like slave lit is like for your fun on the beach slave. Colors of control is like, you know, your house worker. Yeah, a slavelet is like a newborn slave. <laughs> it's like a piglet and <laughs> a slavelet. And it's on your ankle. It's definitely on your ankle, too. Right. Um, As opposed to a collar of control is definitely around the neck. Maybe has a leash attached to it. Well, okay, like a slavelet could be like a puka shell necklace. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. 100%. Or a puka shell ankle bracelet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we had to put it on the ankle. Sorry. <laughs> We're all about ankle bracelets here. Yeah, exactly. Anklets. Anklets. Like Anklets. Slavelets. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, I have no idea what happens. Um. Yeah. So um, basically, the the, the dino saucers see this slave control collar shit going on. And Al's basically like, I have to go and, like, mask myself as among the dinosaurs to save them or something. Um, and this is where we learn about something called dinovolving, uh, <laughs> which um, is a process of some sort of, like, technology, maybe, that the dinosaurs can use to turn into their prehistoric forms without... Like, I guess, losing their intelligence either. So they basically just, like, become, like, larger and stronger, but, like, old dinosaurs as opposed to, like, bipedal evolved dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, um, and apparently, as I was, like, you know, reading up on this show a little bit, like, dinovolving is, like, a, an important thing in, like, the first batch of episodes, but then eventually, like, they just kind of forget about it and never mention it again. Yeah. Uh, which I kind of like. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like also, I don't know, I was very unnerved when Aloe turns into his, like, larger Allosaurus version, but, like, keeps the voice. I, I just felt like, I don't know, more and more, like, that was, like, the, the, the form he takes when he murders someone, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, I'm, I, I'm seeing, like, your dark side, but you're still in control kind of thing, and it's scaring me. yeah. He does have, like, his voice is quite unsettling in that, oh, I'm, like, a normal man kind of thing, like Ted Bundy yeah, or yeah. some shit. Um, but, yeah, so basically he's disguised as an Allosaurus to get the control box, which does something. What does it do? Yeah, they, they, it's a control box. It controls shit. <laughs> they have to get it control? out of their hands. Is it the collar that the, that it's controlled? Yeah, yeah. The control is a control, control box. It's all coming together. <laughs> um, and yeah, Aloe is so good. Like he's so benevolent. He's Der definitely the real Jerica Benton of this. Oh show. yeah, yeah. He's such Jerica. Um, he's like, don't worry about me. All that matters is that we get these dinosaurs free. It's like, all right, Aloe, like, whatever. I don't buy your shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, Aloe. <laughs> um, so Aloe gets collared, um, and it's a big concern because the Dinovolve thingy doesn't work for very long before he turns back to Aloe, so the Tyrannos will know that it's him, so they gotta 
kind of rally together and get this control box or something. Or something, because, like, as we later learned, like, that's actually not a concern in the slightest. Uh, <laughs> it was literally just put in the episode to add a sense of urgency, because that dino falling lasts for however long they need. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, so then this is where we get, like, yeah, like, the little, the children go fuck with the Tyranno ship, and, like, they're swinging on a bunch of vines. And this is where we get this, like, what I was pointing out as the rope play moment, because uh, the nerdy boy... Um, like, climbs up a tree, and then, like, the, the Italian mobster dinosaur tries to climb up the tree to crab him, then the kid, like, swoops down on a vine, and as he's going around the tree, like, wraps the vine around him and, like, wraps him up. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 it's kind of hot. Do you think, um, Aloe went back? Oh, no, Aloe wasn't there. Who do you think- Yeah, I was like- Who do you think the child was tying him up for? Oh, oof. I mean- Probably aloe for later. Uh, <laughs> but also, like, who's to say he wasn't into it himself? We shouldn't, you know, segment people off from what might be their desires. True, 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 true. <laughs> um, so anyway, they need to cross this river, and they're like, oh no, I can't swim, blah, blah. And they basically use Bronto Thunder as a bridge. Uh, yeah, honestly, dude, this whole, like, chunk of the episode was, like, so... Like, what's even happening? None of this really matters. <laughs> it's like antics in the thicket and a bunch of trees and dinosaurs. Like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> and they basically, like, step on him, but they all step on his head. Like, Yeah, and, like, purposefully. Yeah, and it's pretty sad. Like, no wonder Bronto Thunder is so slow. Like, people are just stomping on his head. <laughs> um... And then at one point, like, the Bronto Thunder, like, gets into a fight with the duck guy. He has, he, he does have a moment where he, like, kind of, like, stands up for himself. And, like, because he's a gentle giant, um, like, you know, pones this fucking duck Quackton or whatever his name is. <laughs> Quacktron. Uh, quack. Quacktron. Quacktron. Quack. Yeah, something. I don't know. Uh, Quacktack. Um, and inadvertently, as he, like, tosses uh, quackling across the, the forest or whatever, uh, he causes a stampede of other dinosaurs. And Genghis Rex is, like, you know, getting crushed by them. And this is where he has kind of a, a like, it's a living moment, which I was also like, dude, are you a comedy villain or, like, a straight-up villain? I, I still don't understand what you're serving here. Yeah, I have... This whole segment confused the fuck out of me. One thing that confused me is that Sarah, see, like, uses her ring. Like, she uses a secret scout's ring power-up strategy or whatever. She's like, secret scout's ring power-up and, like, does right, a backflip right. into a tree. And I was like, okay, so are you just able to do a backflip or do you need the secret scout ring to do that? <laughs> because before you didn't. So I'm confused. Right, right, right. Before she was, yeah, just bouncing around like it was nothing. Um, so I did, I did a little bit of a uh, little bit of Google and doodling on this one, um, and apparently, all of the scouts, their secret scouts, and there's four of them. They all have one of these rings, and they each like boost their uh, powers in a certain way. So for this bitch, she gets like extra agile. Uh, for the dude in this episode, he becomes like super fast. Okay. I forget what the other two really do. Um, so, like, I think she's already, like, Olympic-level athlete. Uh, but then with the ring, she can defy the laws of physics even further. Okay. 
I mean, in the, for the purposes of this episode, it just seems like she's flexing for no reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That also is, like, her entire mood. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Because, like, what does she accomplish by doing a backflip into a tree? Like, actually nothing. Yeah, just, they're just showing off. Yeah. So, anyway, some stuff happens. One of the- Yeah, some stuff <laughs> happens. Uh, I know eventually the kids get the, like, control box or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is when, like, Aloe reveals himself among the dinosaur herd to be a dinosaucer. You know, the tension between him and Genghis Rex is palpable. You can really, like, feel in the air. Uh, and then we get, like, a dinosaur battle. Genghis Rex is like, yo, dude, like, you want to take me on? Like, take one of my buddies on instead. Uh, and they have, like, a little dinosaur battle. So it's, like, Aloe versus some, I don't know, fucking dinosaur. Uh <laughs> And I really like, there's like a little exchange where Genghis Rex is like, he's like twice as strong as you. And then Al like, I don't know, dodges his attack and makes him fall in like tar or something. And then Al's like, yes, but I'm twice as smart. And it's just like, Al, that is like a rampaging <laughs> idiot dinosaur. Like just <laughs> twice as smart? You gonna leave it there? It has the brain of, like, the size of a peanut. I right. Mean, so yours is, like, two peanuts. Right. These, <laughs> these dinosaurs are pretty stupid. And it wasn't even that hard to trick him into falling into a tar pit. He just, yeah, like... Yeah, he kind of just moved. Yeah. <laughs> Sidestepped. And he flew yeah. into it. Uh, um, no wonder dinosaurs went extinct. Right. Um, but, like, why did that battle even happen? Like, I actually don't understand. Well, they had three minutes left in the episode. We <laughs> need to fill some time. And we, to be fair, we didn't yet have a prehistoric dinosaur on prehistoric dinosaur battle yet. True. I mean, I guess with Gem, they could just use up time with those music videos. But right, just throw a song in. Yeah, but here we don't have songs, which would be honestly, it would benefit from having a rock band of dinosaurs. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Yeah, uh, I feel like the Tyrannos could really shred, you know. <laughs> Yeah, the Tyrannos would definitely be better than the dinosaur dinosaurs. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so basically the dinosaurs surround Genghis Rex, the Gasaurus Rex, and right. Aloe crushes the control box. And then all of the dinosaurs, the dumb ones, turn against the Tyrannos and defeat them basically right and I, I love the moment like the like the little like the view and the scene of when all the like the dumb dinosaurs surround him and they're all making like grabby hands at Genghis Rex <laughs> and it's like yeah dude they're gonna clam down on them thighs I guess. yeah they're right looking for some gush yeah there's enough thigh there to feed the whole fucking family <laughs> delicious delicious, delicious. Um, enough uh for everyone to grope on for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. For a little bit, a little bit, a little, a little longer. Who knows? <laughs> um, so yeah, the the Tyrannos are uh, defeated, and then the Dino Saucers like seal up the entrance to this fucking cave valley place to make sure no one can get back in. For I guess that's the reason. Yeah. Um, and then the episode is basically it. That's the end of the episode, dude. Yeah. Um, I must say that this episode is truly terrible at establishing the history between the two groups of dinosaurs because you're kind of like, why do 
these dinosaurs hate these dinosaurs so much. I'm so confused. Yeah, there was like really no effort to lay a foundation in terms of a narrative at all. Um, which makes me like wonder, it could have been one of those scenarios where like production on like, let's say the fourth episode was finished sooner than the first episode. They just aired this one first. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm sure happens quite often, but is also still like, I don't know, stupid. Or maybe it was just like, you know what, this is going to be very episodic format. Every episode is kind of a standalone. They don't need additional context, which is not true. You need a lot of context. You know what was happening. (laughs) It took an hour of research to like be able to get a sense of what was happening in the show. (laughs) Yeah, like it's not explained who these kids are, where the planet is that they're coming from anything why they're there why they're there it's just it's there's nothing there to like help guide you in that manner but whatever (laughs) yeah but there's fucking dinosaurs and they're from from fucking space so like and they're wearing rompers and short jorts so yeah 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 yeah. um which leads me to my next question what dinosaur would you be Oh, good question, good question, good question. Um, before we get to the, actually, before we, I muse on my dinosaur form, which everyone has one, obviously. I, like, I, I wanted to point out, like, I think one of the female dinosaurs, uh, is, like, a bird-like dinosaur, which isn't quite a pterodactyl, but when we were watching this episode, Faithful Listener, uh, we also watched Dino Riders, um, <laughs> not similar at all. (laughs) Dino Riders is more like He-Man adjacent. Right. Uh, But on Dino Riders, the rider of the pterodactyl is a woman. The pink Power Ranger is pterodactyl powered. And I feel like there are a few other examples where in the dinosaur menagerie, the female character is attached to the pterodactyl and or the flying type dinosaur. Which is like, like I'm, I'm just confused by that. I really don't know why. Like, are, why are pterodactyls more feminine? Because they fly? Um, that is so fascinating. I guess because pterodactyls have nests. Yeah, that's true. They're more, yeah, they're more bird-like and homey and domestic in that sense. Yeah, so they have, like, their pterodactylings that they feed and give birth to. I don't know. Um, yeah, they got, yeah, 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 okay. We could just that, maybe make a whole episode about pterodactyls as women. We definitely, we can and should. Um, I just need a few more examples. Like I have <laughs> two, I have two solid ones and I, I just feel like I've seen enough throughout my years where I formed this like weird trope of like lady pterodactyl and like those two are like combined. I just need a little bit more like concrete evidence and I just, I wish I, as I grew up, I like wrote down of like, yeah, fucking frame 22 <laughs> in you know, Dudley the Dragon, there was a fucking female pterodactyl. <laughs> um, Ugh, your entire life case. up until this point wasted. has been a complete waste. Yeah. <laughs> wasted. But I'm putting the call out, if anyone else remembers, like, women who got saddled with that fucking pterodactyl instead <laughs> of being a fucking cool stegosaurus or something, you let me know, because, like, we're going to fight this fight. Yeah. We really need to stand up for the feminist rights of dinosaurs. Yeah, and dinosaur uh, representation as well. Exactly, exactly. Um, So what kind of dinosaur would you be then? 
Right, 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 right. Uh, what kind of dinosaur would I be? I've always thought of myself as a Triceratops. I was going to say Triceratops. Oh, well, fuck off. I got Triceratops. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do you want to be a Triceratops? Because they got, like, triple horns, three's a magic number, uh, <laughs> you know, they, yeah, they have, like, a lot of armor, which I think is, like, good. It looks like they're, you know, battle-ready, but also peaceful, because they're herbivores. Yeah. I might be one of those dinosaurs that, like, steals eggs, like the small ones. Is that a raptor? Oh, dude. Uh, I feel like it's, like, close to raptor. I don't know if it's, like, a straight-up raptor. I know which one you're talking about, though. Yeah. Why would you say that about yourself? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's like mischievous, you know, it's sneaky. No, 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 no. Be a raptor. Just be a straight up raptor. I don't even know what that is. I don't know what raptors do. They can open doors. Sure. <laughs> As we've seen in Jurassic Park. I've actually never seen that movie. Oh, dude, it's a classic. I know, I know. Jeff Goldblum is in that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one's the first one's good. Like you know, it's a little bit dated now, but it is a good movie. Um, and then they had two and three, which I think were pretty forgettable. And there's like the newer ones, which with like Chris Pratt, which were like fine. I always saw the first one, but you can skip it. Mm. All right. Well, so now that we've finished talking about the episode, we need to bestow upon two characters the titles of Baddest Bitch and Biggest Bitch. We're going to start with Baddest Bitch. Um, as we always as do. As we always uh, do. Mm. Yeah, who, who are you feeling for Bad? Who are you feeling for BB? <sighs> okay, here's my take. Both Baddest and Biggest Bitch can go to Genghis Rex. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Baddest bitch because his thighs are incredible. It's so true. And he knows how to show them off. And yeah, exactly. Biggest exactly. bitch because, I don't know, he's just like, he has big bitch energy. I don't know. What do you say? He did. He did. He did. He did have big bitch energy. I liked his giant red T-Rex um, spaceship, which was like obviously like kind of modeled after him, um, which I think is like, Equal parts big bitch and bad bitch kind of energy uh, because it's like super, super vain, but also like, okay, props, dude. You have a fucking giant spaceship. Yeah, it's like one of those guys who's like clearly compensating for something by getting like a Hummer or, you know, having truck balls on the back of their truck. You know what I mean? Truck balls. Love (laughs) me a good truck ball. It's been a while. I know. Um... But that being said, yeah, as far as Baddest Bitch goes, I don't know who else deserves the title. Yeah, I don't know who else either. I want to give something to that blonde girl because I equally hate her, but I'm like so impressed by her acrobatic abilities. Yeah, Uh, but she didn't really do anything for anybody. She just like flipped around and showed off. That's true. That is true. That is true. Which is, yeah. Um, I don't even know. That's not even bitchy. That's just like, I don't know. Yeah, that's just whatever. Like, okay, whatever. cool. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't want to give her baddest bitch. Yeah, no, hundred percent not. Hundred percent not. Um, yeah, dude, I'm hundred percent Genghis Rest for baddest bitch, of course, because that outfit alone steals it. Biggest bitch, I like. I'm leaning more towards like Bronto Thunder. Uh, 
Toronto Thunder and like I don't know. It's probably the only other contender I would say for like biggest. What about Quackpot? Oh, oh dude, yeah, Quackpot. He was a huge bitch. <laughs> yeah. That was his whole shtick. Yeah, he's so whiny. Like his voice even sounds like a human version of a duck voice. And yeah, like, exactly, exactly. I don't want to. And he also like says like shitty things like, ha ha, you fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> thing to do yeah okay i'm comfortable with giving quackpot the title of perf biggest perch gayest rex you are baddest uh quackpot you'd be the biggest uh let your journeys into bitchhood continue and thrive yes please do um although honestly gangus rex i don't know how you're gonna how you're gonna keep it up in future episodes like you gotta really impress us I mean, he can come out every day in that outfit, and like, I'll, I'll still be shocked and full of awe. <laughs> I mean, I would like to see him, like, maybe, I don't know, wearing sequin shorts at one point. Like, really playing into it. Yeah, I mean, of course. I would like to see him in sequin shorts, too. But, like, I don't know if we can really trust uh, any Western animation from the late 80s to put a man in sequin shorts. <laughs> so Even true. a dino man. So true, so true. Um, yeah, so now with the two characters having their titles of baddest and biggest bitch, it looks like this is the end of our episode. Uh, yeah, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at, uh, at Podcast, and I'm sure at one point, maybe even right now as you're listening to this, we'll have a Facebook page too. So give that a like and, uh, come join us on the social meets. Mm-hmm. I am Orphus Jones. And I'm Hakuna Matitis. And before you, you know, click pause in this episode because you're done listening to our magical melodic voices talking about inane topics that have no <laughs> bearing in the real world, what you should do as you're about to press the button because, like, you already have your hand out, you're holding your phone, go on Apple Podcasts where we find podcasts and, like, rate us and review us. Give us five stars. Come on. Five stars. We will settle for no less than five stars. No less. It's five or nothing. So, like... <laughs> Again, you already have your hand out. The five, I feel like, is just as easy as the one. So you might as well go for the five. <laughs> you might be feeling one, but just go for the five. Yeah, we need it. We need it. We really need that validation. And um, you probably need it, too. You need to, like, send out positive karma into the world. So true. If you're listening to this shit, you need some positive karma. <laughs> so, like, give us the five stars. We'll get. We'll pay it forward, I swear. Right. Um, well, until next time, faithful listener, stay outrageous. Stay outrageous. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>